Happy, happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. I'm the host, Jeremiah Fox. We started last year, last year, haha, <laughs> we started off the year last week with a Firestarter show. My man, Dom Jackson, always getting me pumped up. Uh, we're going to continue that energy today. Very special guest, uh, old friend. We go back a solid 30 years. We even dated a little while in high school. This is a total trip. And we haven't really spoken much since then. We, we connect from time to time. Uh, we lived in Virginia Beach, Virginia at the same time for a period. But before I bring her on, the message of the week, which is something that she shared with me, I've heard it before, but it's just a really great uh, mindset. And it is, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. With that, welcome to the show, Jennifer Schratweiser. What's up? Hi, how are you? <laughs> this is a total trip. I know. So uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Originally from San Diego, correct? Yep. And so originally from San Diego, the family moved to Virginia Beach um, when I was 14. Um, my sister and I were not happy about the move, but we jumped in and um, just kind of made it home. I'm still here. 30 right. years and, later. And same for me. I moved to there. I was about 10, I think. And I remember we kind of connected early on because we both kind of hated the place. So we yep. were like, we used to shit on it all the time. And uh, and, and we both said we were going to leave. And I did. <laughs> you stayed. You did. I, I did. like, I I'm out of here, man. Soon as I could. Um, and no regrets. Family's still there. So I still come back from time to time. But but you set up roots there and and still there today. It's pretty awesome. I am. I have a little girl who keeps me here. She's not so little anymore. She's 17. No. But yeah, she, she she's here. So I'm here. Awesome. Um, and and career wise. So we, we also both uh, worked in restaurants together. Uh, for those of you that are listening that don't know us in our history. And, and Jennifer is the one who really uh, wrote me into why not pizza? Why not Italian? whose owner, Tony DiSilvestro, the CEO, big man, has been on the show, and he's continued to be uh, a major influence on me. Uh, we still talk regularly, and I think you guys probably stay connected as well. We right? do. I still see him probably at least once a week. He's still somebody I look up to and kind of taught me everything I know, really, hardworking and stay motivated and focused, and yeah. Yeah, well, not everything, and we're going to get to that. But yes, we both kind of like coalesced on him at the same time. Um, in fact, it was really you got a job there, and I was the creeper boyfriend was like, "Oh, really? You got a restaurant job, huh?" And then I showed up there, and <laughs> right, that was the end of that. But uh, but yeah, uh, same. Tony like just taught me so much, um, and and continues to. But what what my brother and I, but he was on the show recently and, and we went down this kind of rabbit hole of DNA and, and family and that influence on us. So like Tony definitely like kind of took us and kind of like fed that monster a little bit more, but uh, like really coming from our family, like my brother and I were talking about our grandfather and your dad reminds me a lot of him and, and Bill was like, still is right. Still hustling. Um, he is. Yeah. He um he's a hustler. He was in the car business for, Forever and ever and finally got out of that. And him and my mom own a little shop in Virginia Beach called the Tin Soldier. And yeah, he's still he's still hustling. And uh and and you and your sister are both kind of like taking that same kind of uh that same kind of uh initiative where you were you were in cars for a little while, right? I did. I worked at a um local Ford dealership here and so I did aftermarket, which is basically everything but the car. So your paint protectant right. and all that, and that kind of got me going and you know, being aggressive and thinking outside of the box and uh, finding leads. Yes. So. <laughs> right. No, but that's, that's funny. Like that's, that's how I would characterize Bill. It was like aggressive, but like, and to me, it was always in the best possible way, you know, like he just, he was, he was an inspiration to me as well. And I just remember watching him. I mean, shit, I bought a couple cars from him <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. back in the day, but like, it's great to see like, like my brother and I both taking on like these separate parts of, of business and, and different facets of it, but you and your sister as well. And she's in real estate and I've, I've seen some of her action on social media as well. And it's like, wow, this is like, this is ingrained in us. This is, it this is. is not like random. We didn't go like, we, right. You didn't go to school for this. Did you? I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Same. I got a taste of it and loved it. And yeah, it's and fun. That, and that was it. And then at a certain point, you transitioned from from the car industry into uh, marketing and network. Right? I did. I, How, what um, was that transition like? It was 
was fun. You know, I started after when I left the um, car dealership, I went to work for Auto Trader, which I'm sure everyone's heard of Auto mm-hmm. Trader. Yeah. Um, had the weekly that, mag- magazine and did that. And they um, closed the publications nationwide. And I joke, <clears throat> excuse me, jokingly with my partner at the time started our own magazine. So went from, uh, nice. you know, working for somebody to starting my own business um, and, and being a woman in a very predominantly male industry was definitely Especially cars, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's all I knew. I grew up with it. So it was a right. good fit. So did that for eight years. Um, it was time to kind of put that to bed and then got into media sales. So now I'm doing um, television, uh, dabbled with some billboards, too. So a little bit of everything. So tell me, I didn't know about your your own endeavor. Tell us more about that, please. So we um, we got the call. The Auto Trader was closing down, um, and then a week later, had a magazine, and nobody kind of thought we'd be able to pull it off. So the first issue was like, I think sixteen pages, and then um, it grew and grew. It grew. It was really fun. We did it in all glossy, you know, we tried to make it a little bit better than the previous version and, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of hard work. It was a weekly publication. So we joked around about, you know, making the donuts, get one publication done and you start the next. So it was fun hard work. Uh, what was the name of it? Auto and truck marketplace. Okay. And, um, what was your distribution? Like how, how were you guys statewide? Were you East coast national? No, we kept in the Hampton Roads, which is like okay. seven cities. So Virginia Beach, okay. Norfolk, Chesapeake, all of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had an online uh, version of it as well, because, you know, as we all know, online is where you need to be these days. Uh, what years uh, did you have this publication from? We did 2008 till 2016, 2017, I guess. Yeah. Gotcha. Awesome. Um, and, and Auto Trader, too. Did they were they they were digital as well? Yes. And they were operational, right? Mm-hmm. And they still have some components of their online um, for, yeah. you know, motorcycle trader, boat trader, auto trader. Right. So. And when you were there, did you, did you work in both sides of that? Or were you mainly, were you mainly digital? Were you mainly, uh, you know, tangible, like actual print publication? It was a both. I mean, when we first started, it was definitely more on the print version of it. And then we just kind of migrated towards the digital um, components of it. And then at the end, it was definitely hand in hand for both. And um, were you doing ad sales for them or what was your, what was your, I was, so I would, you know, you'd have your book of business, but going to go find your business was the tough part. It's, you know, you're out in your car, driving around, cold calling, walking into dealerships, asking to talk to the decision makers, um, which some of them would give you the time. And some of them say no, or (laughs) you're back again. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, I like anything in life. Persistence usually pays off. So that's what kind of drove me. That's awesome. That's great. It's so funny because like I'm that person now and I get hit up all the time and it's just oh, yeah. obnoxious. Most of the time these days, I mean, COVID was kind of a blessing in that regard because they don't come in anymore. Yep. Now it's just like emails. Nobody has my phone number, you know, or if, they, if I don't know who it is, I just don't answer. But yep. my God, the emails and everybody's just got the solution for me. They're like, oh yeah, for sure. That's when we got finally started the magazine up and going, my phone ring all the time of, yeah, you yeah. Know, you need to be doing this. You need to be doing this. So it was nice to see that version of it too, and critique the people calling on me and, you know, learn from them a little bit too. Sure. Sure. Of course. I'm curious because uh, I always love this part of the show where, you know, we get to talk about, a, you know, starting up a, a company in a certain industry. Like I know nothing about starting a print publication. I mean, obviously somebody's got to print it. Like you got, you need, you know, paper, you need both kinds of paper, right? You need, right. <laughs> you need the, the paper <laughs> to start it and then the paper to print it on. Um, what, what's funding like? What's, what's it like getting that off the ground? Cause like, I literally have no clue. You know, I look back at it and I still have people come up to me that were in the automotive industry and they say, how the heck did you do that? How'd you pull yeah. it off? And, um, because it was so fast, we kind of just had to jump into it. And we somewhat in the beginning modeled after like the auto trader way. Um, so we kept some clients that we had people that really, you know, believed in the product and um, liked the whole print dynamic started with those guys. Um, we actually bought all of the old distribution boxes that you'd see like at, you know, bus stops, yeah. stores, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, we, you know, went in and changed some of those locations that really weren't um, producing as well as we wanted. So it was 
when I say every week we were learning and bobbing and weaving and doing all of that, it was literally every week. So, um, you know, it took us a little while, but we got our groove and it was working for everybody selling cars and it was a win. And I think all industries are kind of like that. You just feel like you're in a pinball machine, you know, oh, yeah. and you're the ball and you're just like, ting, 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 no matter what. I mean, even with all my restaurant experience, you know, like 25 years still opening the first one was horrible. It was just, oh, I bet. <laughs> you know, just like, I mean, maybe if you were buying into a franchise and there were systems, systems in place and all that stuff, it would like be easier. But I feel like even with all the experience, you like open a brand new thing that's never been done before. You're just, mm-hmm. you're asking for it. Um, oh, yeah. And then, and then what was just like ballpark funding, like to get this off the ground? So my business partner ended up putting some money in, um, and then we got two investors and then we ended up, um, taking one investor out. So, um, <laughs> like we were, took them out, like <laughs> <time to go. laughs> but, um, <laughs> not supposed to tell them that on now we're on, we're on live radio, Jen. <laughs> I know, right. Sorry. Um, but um, we just kind of were lucky. And then um, the first probably, and it was in 2008, which when things yeah. were a little rough <laughs> at that time. So. Awesome time, yeah. Yeah, but um, uh, we just kind of probably by month two, we had enough issues under our belt that you know we were starting to have a little cushion in the bank and yeah. could start writing paychecks. <laughs> but like in general, are we talking like $50,000, like a hundred Yeah, grand? probably like 50,000. Um, the printing of it, was right. the most expensive part of it. I can imagine. So um, we went with a small local place, actually out of um, Elizabeth City. Um, and then as we grew, we brought in um, another printing facility who actually gave a small piece of it too. So mm-hmm. he basically printed the magazine at cost for us. Nice. So by doing that and making those changes, it definitely helped. Yeah. Sure. No, that's great. That's great. And then when you guys, um, when you, when you wrapped up, did you, I mean, did you sell the company? Did you just like shut it down? I, um, so at probably like the last like year of it, I basically did everything myself, um, which was really hard. I didn't do the graphic design work of it, but the selling and the making the donuts as you will did all of that. And then I slowly weeded myself out of it, um, just, you know, to get a fresh change and, you know, try something different. And that's when I got into TV sales. Um, the magazine stayed open for a little bit. Um, and then it was just kind of, it just fizzled out. We were all just kind of like, you know, it was a great run. I was thrilled because it enabled me to have flexible hours with my daughter who was young at the time. So like I say, it was a good run. Yeah. That's funny. That's like there, there, you know, there's a lot of allures to actual like owning your own business. Mm-hmm. Most of it's garbage. Most of it's just like phony, <laughs> fake. Yeah. but you do get like a liberal schedule. Like if you have kids, I mean, that was like one of the things that definitely pushed me in is like, we had our first kid and I was like, man, I can't like be gone, you know, 60 hours a week. Or we both can't like that really sucks. You know, we wanted to raise our own child. And um, so it was like, well, how do I, you know, how do I get that liberal schedule? And that, that was one of the things that's actually legit. Like you can make your own schedule. It doesn't Absolutely. mean you don't work a lot. It just means you get to kind of, you may get to choose when you, uh, when you exactly get the waking up at three o'clock in the morning with the, mm. Oh crap, I didn't do that. Or, you know, yeah, yeah. those things, or that's the actually, hard part of it. Exactly. Or just actually working until three in the morning, which. Exactly. Exactly. All right. We're going to take our first break. Hang tight. The rest of you hang tight. We'll be back in just a few, everybody. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? 
Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. back folks if you're just tuning in you're listening to the entrepreneurial web i'm your host jeremiah fox today we are zooming to virginia beach virginia a place i lived for a good amount of time talking with a dear old friend we go back about 30 years jennifer stratweiser we spent the first segment talking about dna how our family influenced us uh, in terms of getting into business and what we're doing and kind of that aggressive hustle also some mentorship we share uh a mentor in Tony DiSilvestro, who has been on the show, and then kind of talking about Jennifer's trajectory, starting in car sales, getting into uh, print publication and, and media sales, and then starting her own, which I didn't know, her own uh, her own publishing company, her own her own uh, uh, publication, um, and then kind of sunsetting that, and now you find yourself working for Channel 13, is that right? Channel 13, WVEC, ABC affiliate here in Norfolk, Virginia. Uh, is that, are they downtown? They are, they're in downtown Norfolk, um, right over, kind of near Ghent, right over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's, you know, I ask everybody that's not in New York, because I know what it's like here, what's the scene like right now in terms, like, especially because of COVID, like, what's, what's, going out like shopping like can you eat inside in a restaurant there right now you can um they do do like six foot distance kind of thing (laughs) um it's it's weird you know even work like i left work they sent us home march i think 13th and was like you're gonna work remotely from home so i've been sitting right here for almost a year now gotcha so you're not going into the office no and i'm doing kind of like what we're doing zooming yeah. setting up calls it's really forced everybody to think outside the box for sure <laughs> big time big time um and for, fortunately for me i do maybe two hours a week on zoom i do this for an hour and then i might have like a meeting or two that can only be done through zoom otherwise you know me <laughs> I, can't be, yeah. I can't be sitting down man that's not my style i'm like always up and and running around and going to multiple businesses and locations like i'm a peacock i gotta fly i know i know me too it's been hard it's been tough but you know yeah. you got to adapt and do the grind however i got to get done yes um so how did how did things start for you um at at uh at abc whatever it is maybe what is it um my tv um experience i started at channel three which is a different place worked there for a little bit and then made the move um to billboards and then now at channel 13 i've been here for god i started like right before all this covid stuff started i started in january (laughs) so i've been there a year but you know it's it's kind of you know i did it before at another station so it's you know finding your groove and um yeah, it's, it's been fun. It's, it's a, it's a fun way to help people. Um, it's a huge platform of, Mm -hmm. you know, getting your messages across. So it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. And are you selling, uh, are you selling media across like all shows? Is there a specific, uh, 
you know, part of the, the station that you uh, specialize in or? So in the world of TV, we call them day parts, you know, or, you know, morning news, like, what do we do? We all are creatures of habit. You probably wake up, watch the news, see what's going on in the world, the weather, what are you going to wear, whatever. So I can start selling commercials at, you know, 4.30 in the morning for 24 hours long. It's all up for grabs. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's there so, for whoever yeah. wants to get it. Right. So all the way you're, you're across all the programming on the channel, like anything from news Um, to Grey's Anatomy to you name it, we got it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you knew this, but I I worked in ad sales for a year when I first moved to New York. I didn't know that doing what? (laughs) You're going to love this. (laughs) (laughs) I worked for BET. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense, right? Yeah. I thought I was African for a little while. Um, (laughs) You and the dreads. Oh, yes. <laughs> I still feel the pain from you and my dad ripping my hair out of my head that, that night. Yes. That was awful. Um, yeah, it was so funny. Like I, when I first moved here, I got a restaurant job right away because that's just what I did to every, you know, every city I moved to. That's just what I did. Restaurant right away. Start to work the music hustle as well and see, you know, what what panned out. Um which worked really well in Rochester and Buffalo because there is pretty good restaurant scenes there and good music scenes. And so one just kind of like fed into the other, but yeah. know, New York, New York's a different beast. And I, I specifically wanted to focus on food here. I just, I, that was just like always a dream of mine. Like as a kid, like to, to, to cook like ratatouille, like cook in New York, anyone can cook, you know, I was like, <laughs> wanted to do that. So I just pursued it right away and landed, landed a really great restaurant job, but it was, the, the requirements here were like nothing I'd ever really seen before. like just the commitment and the competition and the craziness. I mean, the only thing I, that was close to that experience was the oceanfront. Why not? So just oh, imagine yeah. that like all the time, like in October. And I was like, oh, man, this is crazy. You know, we had just gotten married and we didn't have a kid yet. But um, but, you know, Patty was teaching. She was working days. I was working nights. She was like, I'd like to see you at some point. And I was like, <laughs> all right. I was looking for some daytime like uh, prep manager gigs, but I just couldn't find anything. And a buddy of mine was uh, working for a temp agency. He's a musician. And he just got like he was like, oh, go go take their test. They'll place you somewhere easy. It's daytime work and they pay really well. So I like went and took the test on like a Thursday and like that Monday, they called me and they they told me where to go. And I was just like, okay, it was the Viacom building in Times Square, you know, the NTU wow. building. I was just like, oh, well, okay. Big time. Yeah, I was like, this is kind of cool. And I, I did like a half day and they were just like, okay, thank you. And I was like, cool, you know, and I just left. And then like two days later, they called me back and I was like, I was like, came in like for a full day and they were like, we're keeping you. <laughs> I was just like, oh, okay. They, these like old ladies from like the Caribbean. It was a trip. It was like me and these like Caribbean ladies. And I was like, I'm I love it. it. It was awesome. And, um, but we were, I was like, a, I was a sales assistant to the executive vice president. It was, it was bananas. Like nice. 46 floor cubicle. And if I just like looked over my little thing, I'm looking at the top of the Chrysler building. I was like, Hey, that's it awesome. Was, it was a trip. I learned a lot. Um, you know, I did a bunch of crazy things for them. And I was just like, I got to see a, a big part of the, that industry. And I was kind of like, Oh my God. Like, especially here in New York, it's just, <laughs> I bet it was, it was a circus. It was a freaking circus, but I learned a lot. Um, and then, and then right when Jay-Z was born, that was when I, I was like, all right, peace out. I got to go back to restaurants. Now I have to work nights you, yep. to take care of my kid. And it, was, it wasn't long before we started opening our own businesses. But yeah, I got to see a little bit of that world. And I was part of it was like really exciting. And then some of it, I was just like, oh, this is what people do. It was crazy. Yeah, it's but, tough. But same thing, like they were just selling commercial space 24-7. Didn't matter. They, like everything was up for grabs in a bunch of different spots. And it's funny because this was like 2006. So it was really like pre, like there was no major advertising happening on social media. I think Facebook at the time wasn't even doing ads or if they were, it was like, you know, almost non-existent. I mean, this was like MySpace era, Yeah, (laughs) you know? Um, (laughs) So it it was all, you know, it was all just like, um, what's it called? Uh, on, on the network, on the channel. So mm-hmm. can, what's the difference? How, is there a difference in approach for like something like that that's on cable versus public access in terms of marketing? Do you see 
like you probably get a lot more local stuff. Do you get yeah, like national? I don't personally handle the national accounts, but they mm-hmm. definitely come pouring in, you know, the Toyota ads, the things yeah, like yeah. that. But there's, we have our own special team that handle that. I'm more local, which I like, you know, I like yeah, to be able to sure. go in and help, you know, local businesses, mom and pops and mm-hmm. really make a difference in their business. Yeah. So I, I want to get to that definitely on, on the next segment and talk more about like the intimacy, what really like the reason why we're doing this today based off Absolutely. of- uh, your, your post earlier this week. But yeah, I, that's for me too. Like I'm, it's funny cause we're in, we're situated in like, you know, the biggest city in the country essentially. And I, I never leave like my 10 block radius. Cause yeah. you know, first of all, there's like tons of people right here, you know, but each neighborhood has like just a mega, like a mega center, but um, it, it's just super intimate. And I get to stay like in touch with everybody and see them. Like I still see my customers. It hasn't been so like uh, removed from me. Like, I got to say, like, besides not having people sit inside, which is definitely strange, <laughs> not not much else has changed for right. me in terms so of So you're like, only outside there. Yeah. And, and like oh. in the, in the north. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Like uh, whatever it was, I think it was the last week in December, right, like between Christmas and New Year's, maybe like we just got a ton of snow. And it was just like, we, we have a backyard. I didn't do the, the, the sidewalk thing. Cause it just is, I don't know. It's crazy. We have a beautiful backyard. So we just, we tricked that out, put electric heaters, covered it and everything. But like the snow just came in on all sides and oh, I'm like wow. having a panic attack. I'm like, I got to get this snow out of here before people start coming. And people started coming like right away. Like we opened at five and people were right there and I'm like, fuck, there's snow everywhere. And they're like, it's so cute. And I was like, really? It's, it's like, fun. Cute? Yeah. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> And they were like, oh, it's so cute. We love it. And I was like, oh, okay. So I just left it. But yeah, it's been insane. So yeah, we haven't been able to, we haven't had indoor since like mid-December. And we only had it from like the L mid-December. It wasn't a very long run. Yeah. We shut it down again. Um, And uh, yeah, so it's only outdoors. But otherwise, I still just like, uh, you know, everything else is just open, coming and going. The only main main difference I'd say for me is like, I actually labor a lot more now than I did. Like, right. I, n- I never made drinks or cooked or anything like that. Like previously now I'm like, I'd be washing dishes again, you know, just like whatever <laughs> we, I mean, we lost half our staff, like literally half of them yeah. just left town. This, this hit and people were just like, bye New York, like out of here. Not like massive. I know like some, some media makes it seem like New York is emptying out. That's not the case, but, um, but some people definitely took off and we couldn't really hire anymore. So we we're just like, I'm, I'm like bartending every night. Uh, never oh, did wow. that before, but otherwise, you know, but it's not that much. It's, it's really, you know, it's not that crazy, but cool. Let's take another break. And then when we come back, let's pick up with intimacy, you know, and, and your Facebook post that really like drew me to you, but also like the thought process behind that and, and how yeah. that works for marketing. All right, everybody hang tight. We'll be right back. You're listening to talk radio, NYC, uplift, educate, Empower. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m. So tune in on Talk Radio NYC. You know you have it, the potential for a more rewarding life, a life that matters. But how do you get there? The answer is in a best-selling book by the coach of the successful and wealthy, Ken D. Foster. The Courage to Change Everything, Daily Strategies and Wisdom to Awaken Your Hidden Genius and Transform Your Life. With this powerful yet amazingly simple daily guide, your future is in your hands. You will be empowered to unlock your potential, bring out your true gifts, increase your wealth, and take your life and business to a new level. Get your life-transforming copy of Ken D. Foster's The Courage to Change Everything by going to couragetochange.us. That's couragetochange.us. Quite frankly, there's no other book like this. Imagine what your life could be like if you had at your fingertips the success principles to create the life you've always wanted. Are you ready to live your dream? Go to couragetochange.us. 
You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Okay, everybody, welcome back. Hopping in. You're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox, here with my old friend, Jennifer Schrottweiser, talking about marketing these days. What really brought her onto my radar to do this show was a post she put out on Monday, and it quoted, I will quote it, it's Monday, this is on Facebook, by the way, on her personal account, it's Monday, time to kick ass, yes. (laughs) Anyone want to talk marketing for 2021, email me at her email address. Have a great day. That's just like such an awesome post and an intimate way to connect with people. She wasn't asking for anything like, Hey, hire me. Just like, Hey, do you want to chat? I've got a few other friends only (laughs) that I know through social media, but have been on the show. Uh, Damon Johnson at DJ real realty solutions across all channels. He's been on a couple of times. He's, he's a real estate guy uh, in Detroit and he does that all the time on all platforms. He's just like, What's up, Twitter? You got real estate questions for me today? I'm here. Let me know what's up. I just think that's such a great way to connect with people. What was the the thought process and the premise behind that? Well, I think Mondays are always like the the beginning of your week, and I always try to go into them with a positive, fun mind frame. Because maybe you don't, for you, it's gonna, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's going to be my a week. long week. You don't. <laughs> Monday is my quiet day. That's why I saw yeah. that post. It was like leisurely, like scrolling, like oh yeah, no, yeah, not me. Keep Monday, going. it's time to get at yeah. it. So, um, so yeah, I saw that. I thought it was fun. Um, I never am a salesperson that likes to go in and just start talking about myself and hey I can do this for you you know I want to make it fun and learn about your business so I mean I might not be a good fit for your marketing needs I don't know let's talk about it so right you know and if I can learn something from people and take it on to the next client then it's a win that's awesome I a friend of mine he sent me uh, a video of this guy I forgot his name but he's like the guy is so powerful and like guruish that Tony Robbins goes to him for coaching. Oh, wow. Like that's how I'm like, damn, really? But the dude is a trip. He's just like so down to earth. And my buddy was like, he reminds you remind me of him because the guy was like a musician. He was like a rock and roll guy, but like always trying to hustle and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. same thing. He said he says he's like the worst salesman ever. So that's why he never tried to sell. He tried to build relationships. And he said once he had people's confidence in their relationship, they would buy anything he wanted. And he was like early in um like spam marketing, you know, uh-huh. like even had like a federal indictment, you know, yeah. like crazy, crazy <laughs> stuff against him. But he was like, I could, I could spam anything. Cause once I built my, my, my crew and my following people would, the same people would buy whatever I put out. It just mm-hmm. didn't matter. Um, and, and I'm, I'm a fan of that. I mean, I guarantee you my restaurant would not have been successful or still here. I don't know if it's successful yet or not. We got, we got some time to go, but um, it just wouldn't even be here without like that, without those relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, if we just like didn't know anybody and opened a restaurant and we're like, Hey, we're going to serve food. People are like, yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you know, especially, <laughs> especially around here. Like there's so many, well, there are less these days, but um, did you, was this like the idea behind just putting out a social post like this? Was that something like you've seen other people do? Was it just like off the top of your head is like a tactic you heard like some like social media marketing person do or is this something like uh, encouraged by the network for you to do? I'm curious. You know, I think it's a little bit of all of it. Anytime I see a post, whether it's on, you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is. And if it's a fun message, I'm instantly drawn to it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you just were talking about relationships. Um, That's the key. If you don't create relationships with clients you're going to lose. They're going to lose. You're going to lose. They're going to walk away. Um, you know, I'm, I pride myself in creating these relationships to where I feel like I'm part of their business. Cause if I can walk in back when I could walk in places, um, <laughs> if they, if, you know, they give me a high five and say, heck yeah, we, you know, we, our sales were this and that's, that's my goal. I want to yeah. help people kick ass. So that's why I try to make it fun. But yeah, Facebook yeah. is somewhere. It's a, it's an avenue that's, 
one doesn't cost anything unless you're wanting to spend dollars um, to beef it up. But, you know, it's, it's a, it's a no pressure way to reach people. And that's kind of why I did it. Yeah, no, that's really awesome. Again, like I said, some of the people that I admire the most on social media that are, you know, not like Tony Robbins and people like that, just people that are, you know, more like you and I uh, do a great job with that. And it, it definitely, it works. Like when I saw that, I was like, well, fuck yeah, I want to talk about marketing because I love marketing. But I was like, I also just love this post and like yeah. that, that you're you're taking that up. Um, and And just, it's just like such an open and easy invitation versus like, I can help your business grow, you know, like some exactly. of the like promoted ads that, that you see. Um, are you dealing with uh, any social media marketing through the network? Yes. Yeah, so we do kind of all things digital, um, whether mm-hmm. it be Facebook, um, you know, follow, like a few ads that you see, like if you start Googling a pair of tennis shoes or whatever, and then you start seeing them on your feed, it's, behavioral targeting you're the one sliding that ad in for you and yeah we're stalking you there um but um the big kind of new thing is streaming um television commercials that's kind of where it's at it's called over the top and um it enables us to really hone in on who your target customer is and serve them your ads so you're you're doing that through the through the company's facebook page or whatever so we do um Really anywhere, anywhere that you're online. Oh, you got me. You got me excited by this. Tell me, tell me more. It's, it's fun. It's very Big Brother. Some of it can be a little bit scary, sure. but um, you know, like for your restaurant, for example, if you want to reach, you know, adults 25 to 54 years old that maybe have a little bit higher income, so they have disposable income, so they can't afford to go do dinners and things like that. You know, we might go after. Um, people that are showing an interest in food and serve your ad to them. So whether it's, you know, if you're on finecooking.com or whatever, we might see um, a ad for you that could click through to your website or, you know, wherever the goal is for the client to reach you. But are they, are they actually doing like live commercials? Uh, You can, you can do um, like 15 second, 30 second. Um, Some of them are non-skippable ads. So like if you hover over it, like even on Facebook, um, Mm -hmm. if you wanted to see, you know, if I have a real estate client and he wants to show his actual commercial that he actually does on TV, that can be done there as well. That's awesome. I, I heard somebody, I think it was on LinkedIn the other day talking about the power of live streaming and how like, it's funny because things change so quickly, right? So like two years ago, it was like video, like you have to be on video. And he was like, video is not even enough anymore. Like live streaming, you have to be yeah. comfortable in front of the camera mm-hmm. and be able to talk wittily and like be able to go with the punches and just like, oh, like something, some strange shit just happened. Yeah. But still like keep your composure and get your message across. And I feel so fortunate that I got kind of roped into doing this show. Like this wasn't, you know, premeditated. It just kind of happened. And uh, it's been like a year and a half now. And it's just given me so many opportunities where like, I think this month I'm doing, I'm doing like 20 live streams. And then I'm also doing two other, at least two other pre-recorded interviews where wow. I'm either the guest or the host. Some of them are group. Are you, what, are you down with Clubhouse yet? I'm not. Oh my God, Clubhouse. We did our first live the other night. So it's invite only. Are you familiar with it at all? Do you, do you know no. what it is? Oh man, it's like- great. So Clubhouse, it's it's um it's like group chat, but it's invite only. So it's the opposite of like most social platforms, and it is like a social platform um, where you know most most platforms want as many users and viewers as possible. This is like super exclusive, and it's really geared. I think mean, it's not exclusively geared toward business, but that's a big component of it. Yeah. But there's literally, you just there's rooms, and it's almost like you're virtually walking down the hallway of like a convention and in that room they're talking about content creation in this room they're talking about uh yoga and business in this room they're talking wow. you know and most people like there's a moderator and then there's other speakers you can come in and just listen like doesn't mean you get everybody gets to speak because that would be chaos you right. know but you can be invited in and eventually become part of a group uh so being like this crew from twitter uh we started a content creation in 2021 group and we did our first live the other night and it was super fun and uh you just all get to talk and we it was kind of like ad lib the first time we were just like what are we gonna what do, do we do <laughs> but uh, like somebody another friend of ours just happened to see it and came in and we're like oh shit you're part of the crew now so and we're starting to invite more people in and now we're starting to strategize like 
uh, you know, we'll have a theme for the day. I was, I was in right before everything shut down. I went to, um, it wasn't like a meet and greet. It was like this round table kind of thing. Um, what the fuck did they call it? I can't remember, but it was, it was a trip. It was at, um, Sam, actually the, uh, the host, Sam, if you, what do they call that? The, the T T I N G, whatever. What is that? What is that kind of event called? If you, if you don't mind message me T N G, what, what kind of event is that? So the, the executive produced the yeah, oh, networking. networking. Yeah. So he invited me as a guest and it was really a trip because it, first of all, I was at the Wells Fargo across from Grand Central. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> what the hell am I doing in a bank? <laughs> but it was, it was really cool. And they broke us up into small groups and they would just put out a question and they, you literally had two minutes, two to three minutes to, to, you know, give your response to the question. And it just went around. Like one table even had like a Nerf football and they would throw it to you. And if you caught it, like you had to go, like there was no, Oh, I don't want to speak. It was like, no, you have to, but it was like yeah. a small, like six to eight person group. And it was just like, and the guy was like, all right, 15 seconds. And you had to wrap your thought up. And it was so concise. And I was like, man, this is pretty badass. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about doing something similar in clubhouse so that there's not a bunch of like people talking over each other. Right. Um, but yeah, it's just it, 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 like, it, everything is in there. It's really crazy. And and you can connect with people that like you otherwise would never get to connect with. So right. like, Gary Vaynerchuk will be in a room and like you can go in and for a while you'll only be able to listen. But at a certain point, you might get invited in and be able to speak and just be able to like ask Gary Vaynerchuk a question and have him respond to you. It is, it's audio only. There's no video. So wow. it's like, yeah, it's like a little less, uh, you know, Get me an invite. I want to go to one. All right. I can set you up. I'll set you up. I'll see if I, so when you sign up, when you get invited in, you get two invites. So they really limit the, you know, the amount of people that are coming in you got to be strategic with it. So I invited, Tony was one of mine. I forget who the other one was, but, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll dig in. It's like, uh, What was it when you, when we go to like fish and dead shows? You need a miracle. <laughs> you gotta get a miracle. <laughs> Jen needs a miracle, everybody. Yep. If you're listening, get her a miracle. Someone help me. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, so we're going to be doing that every Monday night, at least, you know, with that group. So that's like one a week. I'm doing this once a week. I, my brother and I do the one on Instagram mm-hmm. every week. And then I'm doing like these random other ones. And it's not even like, I mean, it's fun, you know? it's less for a purpose. It's, I think this is great. Just like blanket marketing, like by associate, like, like I love marketing. I want to, I want to make a little money in marketing Mm -hmm. somehow. I don't know how, but like just getting up and talking about it, like it gets folded under my umbrella a little bit, but um, it's more just like teeth cutting for me. It's just, I I have this like sense, like I'm going to need this. Plus, you know me, I just love to perform and talk. (laughs) (laughs) um so for me i I just feel like this these are all just like great teeth cutting exercises because someday you will get put into that spotlight Mm -hmm. and the more comfortable you are doing this like it might be for your business like if someone was like hey can you do a live commercial for della right now i would be like fuck yeah let's go like no (laughs) questions i wouldn't even think about it because i've been doing it enough and it it's funny some of the people that i see on social media who are super active and like tons of followers and everything. And I'm like, Hey, come and do a live show with me. And they're like, I don't do live shows, man. I'm like, what are you talking about? You're like, no, I I've misled you. <laughs> like, you know, they're like this person on social media. Cause they get to cater it. They get to take, right. their time. you know, some of it's just text. Some of it's just a still picture, but to like actually do this. I mean, even you, you were kind of like, wait, what, we, what are you? It was. Well, it's nerve wracking. <laughs> you never know with you. You might throw like a weird curveball at me. And then I'm like deer in a headlight. I, I've done it a couple of times. I, I'm treading lightly this time, but maybe next time, maybe we'll okay. have you on again and like really, really throw you a curveball. But um, yeah, I mean, and I saw another thing on LinkedIn that was like, you have to make your guests feel comfortable if you want this to be successful. Um, and, and so you, you know, it's kind of like, that's kind of rude to, to be like, ask some crazy question and just be like, oh, I wasn't prepared for that. You know? Well, and, you're good at knowing your audience. So, you know what you can I do get okay. away with. I also like, I, I fall a lot, but I get up pretty well. There you go. That's life. <laughs> I'm, I'm, learning, I'm learning how to roll out. It's all that jujitsu training. <laughs> all right. We're going to take one more quick break. We'll come back and we'll wrap this baby up, everybody. Hang tight. We'll be right back. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. 
On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back, everybody. We're here talking marketing in 2021 with my old friend, Jen Schratweiser. She is currently working for Channel 13 in Norfolk, Virginia, selling ad space, uh, mainly on the local level. Uh, we're talking about uh, intimacy and uh that power allowing you to work closely and really cater your services to your customers. And I'm glad you made the distinction versus national because that's like a whole different bag of worms, right? Like, or can of worms. What is it? Bag of, it's bag of something. Can, can of worms. Can of worms. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't keep it clean often, but I, I didn't take the bait on that one. That could have gone, could have gone south. That was the curveball. <laughs> I, I, I really hesitated. It was, it was so close. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, it's, it's completely different when you're dealing with national brands and just like, there's, it's like almost completely the opposite of intimacy, right? It's just like hundred percent empty soulless marketing <laughs> well and they um, have like all the money so it's you know yes, they have all the money all it's the money crazy um i'm curious have you have you done how's how do i phrase this question in in regards to social media marketing i mean i'm, I'm aware of it for brick and mortar because uh, i've done it myself um and and, and outsource people to do it um but are you all working with uh, like digital services as well um, in terms of running ads on social media for them? We do. So we have a third party. Um, we call the smart people, the people that are way smarter than me um, that handle all of that. You know, we um, after, you know, diving in with a client and figuring out. <laughs> It's so funny that you say that. Like I, so like you and I, we were, you're were getting older and, and there was, you know, there wasn't even internet when we were in high school. I know, right? you know, I'm like super late to the social media game, like literally like a year and a half in, just like figuring it out. And I've got like these kids that help me. I just call them the kids, <laughs> you know, they're like 30, you know, but they're, they're like children to me, but then they're, they're like my help. They're the smart people. They are a hundred percent. That's so funny. All right. Yeah. Sorry. I just thought, that no, was it's great. okay. Keep going. So basically I figure out, you know, the goals of what the, you know, my potential hopefully client is looking mm -hmm. for. We do a deep dive into what their needs are, what that looks like. Um, and then put together, a, you know, whether it's a social campaign or any form of digital component. And then I, you know, send an email and paperwork to the smart people and they do their magic and they gotcha. monitor it and make sure it's working. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I, it's similar situation. I'm funny because I've got a lot of friends and most of them. It's weird. Like some of us who have been in brick and mortar for a while, we're like, damn, this digital marketing thing is is profitable. <laughs> we're, we're over here, like you were saying, like all like paying for printing for a magazine. Oh, yeah. It's like, 
buying food. Jesus Christ is so expensive. And these guys are like, I had this guy on one of the smart people. He was one of my first guests and he has a digital marketing service. And I'm like, so what are your expenses like? And he's like, mm, you know, I got an LLC, bought a laptop. And I'm like, that, that's mm-hmm. it. like it's amazing to me. Um, I was going to ask you something else and it just slipped away pertaining to that. Um, I like for, for example, like I want to, I'm interested in generating ad revenue for the show. Mm-hmm. Like, how would you go about, you know, somebody there, there that had like a, like a digital, uh, a digital show that, you know, they're just doing kind of like not through a network and they wanted to get ad dollars. How, what would be your approach to getting them some money? Make me that money, girl. Where's the money? Uh, well, at? <laughs> I think you could start off by finding some sponsors and just kind of, you know, reaching out to people that you have that you know that um, that would make sense. I mean, yeah. you know, depending on who you're talking to that day or whether it's the restaurant or whatever and um, finding people and creating a service for them, um, which will then turn into a need and um, think outside the box. That's what you have yeah. to do. And with you know, online is constantly changing. Right. I mean, we do kind of, we have training meetings three times a week because it's constantly changing. Yeah. So, you know, think of something cool and challenge yourself and make it happen. Um, I remember what I was going to ask you. Um, how, how has the monetization altered in the last year? Um, I, I read somewhere, there was a certain point maybe over the summer where all of a sudden, like you got a much more, I, it was an article that was saying like, right now you're getting a much bigger bang for your buck on Facebook ads than you would say in like January, 20, uh, January, January, 2020, like mid 2020, it was like a lot of, a lot of companies just disappeared. A lot of people pulled their budgets in their, um, their, their, their marketing, their campaigns back because they were, uh, you know, they, they didn't have the money. Sorry, I'm getting a bunch of text messages. I'm trying to clear them. <laughs> Everything I said that was going to happen, happened. The seafood guy came. Did you even notice? I like. I did. You were very I smooth. You're like, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, thumbs up, dude. Thank you. I'll check it in in a minute. And then it was like all these text messages. But um, have you noticed that something similar in both in, in network and, and online? Is that something you could back up? Or do you think it's not? It you know, I think 2020 that. as a whole has been really just weird. <laughs> just fucked up. Like, just, just really? Weird. What, did something happen? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think initially when all of this started happening, everybody freaked out and it was like, don't spend any money. Yeah. What's going to happen? Um, but now, I mean, we are, you, you got to go through it. You got to keep your doors open. So how mm-hmm. are we going to do that for you? Um, you have to be even pickier with um, avenues that you go down and really, you have to figure out who your customer is. Who's your customer? Um, how are we going to reach them? What's the best way to do it? And with, you know, the way things are right now, a lot of people are working from home. So like broadcast TV right now, ratings are through the roof because it's more people are watching them, whether it's on their tablets, their laptops or TVs, whatever it is. Um, so that's really changed, but you know, we see reports, car sales are back up, furniture sales are up, home improvement is through the roof. You know, like people are home and they're noticing, God, my bathroom needs to be remodeled or whatever. Or I, gotta so, build, I gotta build an office now, right? Exactly. So um, um so how yeah. has that affected uh ad dollars? Uh, uh, like let's say over the last couple months, things are everything's I, I'm seeing a, a an increase in yeah. ad dollars for sure. Um okay. and it's new clients too, like people that you know maybe have not tried, whether it's um social advertising or broadcast TV or whatever it is, it's you know, we're all having to think of things differently now and kind of get into that scary part of trying something new. See, I love that part. That's once everything is like situated, I'm like, I'm bored. I got to go. But, and <laughs> I got to go and find I mean, some new shit now. <laughs> yeah. Now I will tell you my biggest pet peeve when I go, when I'm talking to a potential client or even a client I have and they're like, yeah, Jen, I want to try, you know, TV. And I said, okay, great. Well, like, what are you doing now? Well, I tried, you know, this and it's not working. My first question is, well, how long have you been doing it? And what exactly are you doing? They're like two weeks. I, I tried exactly. for two weeks. Like, <laughs> and I will, you know, most salespeople will never push money away, but I'm like, no, it's not long enough. Yeah. You got to try something for at least three months to make sure it's working. 
Right. And something else you said is like, you've got to try different things and like figure out, first of all, who you're, who's your real client? Who's Because then people are like, oh, everybody. Like for me, I'm like, yeah, everybody eats, but not everybody wants to eat like baby octopus. Like you got to find right. those people. And then you have to just like kind of gamble and throw some money down some avenues. And like you said, you got to give it more than two weeks. You got to mm-hmm. like, and you may lose on some, but then you, you'll probably find the one that works. Like we did that early on here and I remember yeah, we blew a lot of money, but like we found like the two things that really worked. And it was like, okay, that's where the chips are going. Like all in right here, or maybe not yep. all in, but like big on that. And you mm-hmm. still can play with some other little things. And it's, it, that's even flipped since then. Like that's, it's no longer relevant at the moment. Hopefully it comes yep. back and hopefully it comes back better. But like, you have to gamble. You have, you will lose some money <laughs> for you sure. You do. <laughs> and and you don't want to use the shotgun approach of, you know, putting, you know, 50 eggs in a basket. You want yeah. to do one or two things, kick ass at it, get a killer return, and then either add to that what you're doing and then maybe go into another areas. To that to that end, I'm going to quote Tony because, you know, he I, I quoted him when he was on the show, too. This was this is one of the favorite things, my favorite things he ever said to me. You know, he said so many great things to me over the years. And I like didn't listen to majority of it for a number of different reasons. You know, I was high most of the time, but just there's a bunch of different reasons why I just completely ignored him. But this one stuck with me. And it and I think it's like it's a great marketing approach too. It's, he said it's better to own 20% of five things than 100% of one. And that was like, and you have to take the same approach to marketing. It's like spread it out a little bit, not everywhere. Like everybody's getting two dollars. Not that's not really gonna work, but pick like maybe four or five different things. Absolutely. Put a little bit into it and you'll see pretty quickly like, oh, this is mm-hmm. okay. Let's adjust and, and put the returns in there. So hundred percent. Awesome. Well, we got to wrap it up. Thank you so much. This was really, really awesome. Thanks for having me. It was a good time. Yeah. Thanks so much. It was good to see you. You too. And we'll, we'll do something like this again. We'll get you in the clubhouse. You I like get it. in. Got to get in the club. I'm, um, I'm in. If anybody want, has marketing questions for you, where where is the best place for them to reach out to you? Um, you can email me. It's Jen, J-E-N-S, as in Sam, at 13newsnow.com. So Jen S at 13newsnow.com. Awesome. I'll drop it in the uh, comments in the video on Facebook. So guys, if you have any marketing questions for Jen, hit her up. Okay, everybody. Thank you so much. Have an awesome weekend. We'll see you next week. Peace out. Bye. Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military, and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc.
Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.